Healthcare reform will bring health insurance benefits to more than 30 million uninsured Americans, but the nation's largest doctor group and its new president-elect see more work to be done. You're listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, your host, and joining me today is Dr. Peter Carmel. Dr. Carmel was recently elected the president-elect of the American Medical Association following an unprecedented three-doctor race that included a runoff for this important position in the leadership of the nation's largest doctor group. Dr. Kamel is a pediatric neurosurgeon from Newark, New Jersey, who was first elected to the AMA Board of Trustees in June of 2002 and then re-elected in June of 2006. He has been a member of the AMA's House of Delegates for 17 years and served on many committees of the organization and has also served as president of the AMA Foundation. Dr. Kamel has served in numerous positions in both the American Association of Neurological Surgeons and the Congress of Neurological Surgeons. He was born in Brooklyn, New York. He completed his medical training in New York University School of Medicine and was a research associate at the National Institutes of Health. He joins us today from his offices in Newark, New Jersey. Dr. Peter Carmel, welcome to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. It's a pleasure to be here, Mr. Jepson. Well, so you were elected the AMA's president-elect. I can't remember the last time they had a runoff. Tell us a little bit about why you think you were elected and what some of the issues that concern physicians in the wake of passage of health care reform. Because a year ago, it was such great fanfare because the president of the United States took the unprecedented step of coming to the AMA to get their support, which he did. And now we think there's still some more work to be done. Well, yes, frankly, there is a lot of work to be done, both for patients and for physicians. There's much in the healthcare law that everybody can be very proud of. We increased coverage. We protected the coverage of people who had insurance already. Let me explain that. My patients are petrified that suddenly their health insurance will be canceled because they broke some imagined rule of an insurance company. In particular, they know that if they change jobs and have to go to another state, they may not be able to get health insurance because a member of the family has a pre-existing condition. In addition, insurance companies have various rules about the cost of one particular illness, and many have caps on total lifetime expenditure. All of these rules are gone under the new health care law. And so patients are protected from this increasingly arbitrary canceling of insurance. And that's a good thing. That's a terrific thing. And tell us about what the doctors are concerned about and why do they elect you, a neurosurgeon? Doctors are mostly concerned that although we got many of the things we were advocating for for patients, we did not extend to covering the needs of physicians to treat those patients. What we want to make sure is that for the 32 million newly insured, that there are going to be doctors there to treat them. And in fact, because of our severely broken Medicare payment system, increasing numbers of doctors are thinking of leaving Medicare completely. And they're doing that because the payment system is so broken. You must know that we've had four separate interruptions of Medicare payment this year alone. And each time 
Congress votes a temporary patch. That means that doctors can't plan for the future. They can't improve their practices. They can't upgrade their equipment. And it puts our seniors and this huge group of baby boomers that's coming along and military families at risk that there won't be physicians to take care of them. And you know what? You probably had a lot of, I mean, as a member of the AMA board and now someone who was elected president-elect, you were in on the inside on the negotiations and so forth. And even though the Medicare fee cut, it wasn't solved in the health care reform. Give us a little bit of, especially our physician listeners who they're not as steeped in this, as to why that wasn't included in the legislation and perhaps what can be done about it. Well, the problem is essentially cost. As the cost of the new health care provisions grew, Congress grew afraid of adding an upgrade for Medicare payments for physicians to the total cost. And so the physician upgrade was pushed aside by considerations for patients. And I saw this happening in the board. Every time we had a discussion like this, someone on the board would say, we ought to put patients first. And that's exactly right. Doctors have it in their DNA that patients come first. But in the end, we got a great deal for patients and not a great deal for physicians. And those two halves of the problem are just incalculably intertwined. You can't have more patients on Medicare if you don't have the doctors to treat them. And you won't have the doctors to treat them if doctors can't cover their expenses. If they're losing money on every Medicare patient they see, then they're going to have to stop seeing Medicare patients. And to say that physicians are angry that this Medicare fee cut has not been fixed permanently would probably be one of the understatements of the last several decades. (laughs) Yes. No, I mean, I think uh, a lot of the people who are most angry are quite justifiably angry because we were repeatedly assured by politicians on both sides of the aisle that doctors would be taken care of. Specifically, politicians on both sides of the aisle said, we're never going to get to the point where we institute cuts for physician payments in Medicare. But a week ago Friday, those cuts, 21.5%, affected every doctor in the country. Now, the Congress has subsequently put another patch on it, but that patch only lasts until November. And so here you're going to have to go all again and lobby for it one more time. Right. And it's a vast Ponzi scheme that the Congress has perpetrated. And the interesting thing, I think that one of the things we talked about at the AMA meeting, if you can share with our listeners, specifically physicians who are saying, what's the AMA going to do about it? I think what you said under your leadership and the other doctors in leadership at the AMA is they're going to be a little bit more aggressive going forward when they deal with people on the Hill. Oh, I think that's quite likely, Mr. Jepson. I think that doctors are really tired of this bipartisan dance we do with Congress where they say, oh, we're going to take care of you, and then they don't. And every time that happens, it puts patients at risk. And doctors worry about their patients first. And in fact, they will continue to see patients 
even though economically it may be damaging for a short period of time. But if it's not going to be a short period of time, then they're going to have to stop seeing at least new Medicare patients or maybe any Medicare patients. And that is what I think the Congress is irresponsibly laying us open for. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, your host, and joining me today is Dr. Peter Carmel. Dr. Carmel is a neurosurgeon from Newark, New Jersey, who was recently elected president-elect of the American Medical Association, which is a key position because he will take over as president a year from now. But it's a position in which doctors were able to speak at the AMA meeting after health care reform was passed. He's telling us about a lot of the things they liked in the bill, but also some things such as the Medicare fee cut that was not fixed that they don't like in the bill. So, doctor, tell us a little bit about how many physicians out there do we know are dropping Medicare patients or not seeing new Medicare patients? That number is very hard to come by, Mr. Jepson. It's available more by hearsay than by reliable analysis. It is pretty clear that about 94% of the nation's physicians take Medicare payments. But a huge number of those are doing it for their old Medicare patients who they're not going to abandon. But many physicians, probably the majority, are not taking new Medicare patients. I see that in my practice when I have patients trying to retire to Arizona or California or Florida, and they call me up and say, I can't find a primary care physician down here. I can't find an internist. I can't find a cardiologist. And we're going to have to come up to New Jersey two, three times a year just so I can see my old doctor who will take my Medicare. The problem is that increasingly, doctors are not taking new Medicare patients. And so when you go forward with Congress, what do you see as some of the priorities that doctors who voted for you want to see going forward that the AMA do in Washington, and how many of those will be achievable? I think that the people who elected me want to tell the Congress that the AMA will not accept patch jobs anymore. We want a permanent fix to the Medicare payment problem. Congress created this problem, and they did that in 1997, and each year since, they've assured us it's going to be fixed. In the strange accounting world of Congress, every time they put a patch on, it means that there is a bigger cut that has to be figured in for doctors in the future. (laughs) For instance, the current patch goes till November. If a patch is not achieved in December, physicians will be facing a 23% cut in payment. And if there's no patch by the middle of January of 2011, then the cut to physicians goes up to nearly 30%. The margin for people who treat Medicare patients is small. Doctors are not becoming entrepreneurial with these patients. And so a cut of 21 or 23 or even 30 percent means that doctors lose money, lose money every time they see one of these patients. 
And that's not sustainable. Doctors can't remain in practice if they lose money every time they see a patient. And do you see the AMA as becoming more aggressive? And if so, how? I know they had some advertisements with some members of Congress. And I think from what I heard from the AMA membership, you know, they like that. They like the fact that the AMA is going to be more aggressive. Yes. I think that the relationship between the AMA will get edgier and perhaps even more confrontational. The ads that you're referring to uh, were full-page ads showing an airport, patients waiting in front of a large glass wall, and an airport sign that said, Medicare physician payments canceled, U.S. Senate departed. And it pointed out that the Senate irresponsibly left town for Memorial Day weekend without fixing the Medicare payment system. And every time they put on a patch, the arithmetic shows that doctors owe more and more to the system so that it's taken out in the form of cuts down the road. A cut of 30% in January of 2011 means that almost no physician can afford to see Medicare patients. Well, with that, I would like to thank Dr. Peter Carmel, who's been our guest. He's a pediatric neurosurgeon from Newark, New Jersey. He was elected president-elect of the AMA, which means he's going to be part of the key leadership for the nation's largest doctors for the next three years. And you heard it here. I'm Bruce Japson. I've been your host, and you've been listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on the air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. I'd like to thank you today for listening.